High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. San Emilio Island, but today we've left the beach and we're headed to the pool. I love a good pool. That was that was a big thing growing up. I would go to the Jersey Shore, and we used to mean like my, uh, you know, of my like second and third like Irish cousins and stuff like that. That's like the only time of year I'd see them besides like funerals. And uh, we used to go pool hopping at all the uh, in Wildwood. They had all the motels right there. Oh, interesting! Wow, that seems a little bit more rambunctious than I expected. Yeah. Interesting. It begs the question, the, the big deep question here in High School Slumber Party. Are you more of a pool guy or a beach guy? Uh, that's tough. I mean, they're just two totally different things. I mean, it's like going to the beach is obviously an event and like a much more like commitment to the day. So it just kind of depends. Like, I mean, the you know, I like the best of both worlds or like at least throw like a hot tub in there or something. You know? For sure, for sure. And you are Kyle Reinfurt, the foodie films man, yeah. not so much the beach versus pool man. Yeah. That should no, be your podcast. I man. thought you were going to go into the eastbound and down like ass versus titties. Oh. <laughs> as much well, as I love perfect that. world, I love both. As <laughs> <laughs> much as I love that. Um, we have been talking beach movies this summer. I was looking at movies and I'm like, you know what? I'm surprised I've never heard of this movie, Staten Island Summer. You had said you'd never heard of it. Nope. But before any of that, guys, hopefully you've heard of High School Slumber Party. Because <laughs> well, I, I really, re- well, I was gonna say I really doubt your first episode is going to be for this very unknown movie. You're gonna get a lot of people from Staten Island, <laughs> maybe right? Staten Island Summer. But of course, you know that you need to hit that subscribe button for whatever reason you haven't already. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. And of course, you can check out the archive of High School Slumber Party at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me as I and you, Kyle, with your foodie films, are proud members of the Cage Club Podcast Network. They might not be proud to have us all the time, yeah. but, but we're definitely there. I'm just on way too many of your shows, Brian. An unpopular opinion, or maybe a popular opinion these days, I don't know, but not my opinion. We're at the house together. You're the easiest guest to book. Just have to roll you over off the beach. Not even really. Roll, <laughs> roll me. I just, I just, sometimes I just lie there and you just kind of put like a... Yeah, the you headset on you. Make, yeah, you make, yeah, you make me think... The microphone's a beer. So. <laughs> oh, man. But this summer has been a blast. I know it's fading away, but I, I don't want to think of it like oh, that. Boy, it's going to yeah. be the endless summer. <laughs> endless summer. <laughs> you and I are not from Staten Island. No, but we grew up not too far from it. 
And being from, I mean, we grew up in a state that is, uh, and I still live in New Jersey. And um, I was just talking with someone the other day saying how New Jersey and Florida are the two biggest punchline states, but then also like, not that it's a state because it's even this is one of five boroughs that make up New York City, but Staten Island is right up there too. For sure, for sure, that's definitely. So I'll make cheap shots at Staten Island every once in a while, but it for the most part, I mean, it's more like it's like part of like Jersey than New York. Well, in the movie, it puts it great. Actually, it says like, "What if Brooklyn?" Yeah, exactly. Brooklyn, Jersey had a baby, had a baby and yeah. like it never grew up. It's Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really love that analogy. We do have to take care of some homework before we take our trip over the Verrazano Bridge. Don't you dare say what people have. You taught me it, so. That's what I heard someone say. No. Yeah. Verrazano Bridge. Regardless. Some homework. (laughs) Regardless. Some other homework we have to get through. The only thing I had in my notes from the previous episodes, which, you know, a lot of people have been talking. I was just on uh, Mike Manzi's podcast. I think it's going to air in September. And we were talking about Bikini Beach and how that's the third film and how, like, we kind of missed him that one because there was a lot of Manzi-esque elements there. But I did have one note. Apparently, it's Peter Lorre. Oh, not Lore. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, I've heard Peter Lore. Two people said that to me, but I've heard Peter Lore, you've heard Peter Lore. So I just want to put this out to the slumberers. Is a classic actor. Is it Lore or Lori? Tomato, tomato, <laughs> I potato, don't know. potato. Someone's last name, though. So if you guys know out there, please hit us up on social media High School Slumber Party, Facebook, Instagram. What's the other one I'm missing? Twitter. Peter Lore. But like, do Peter Lorry. Like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. It sounds, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get it. There's two, there's two R's and then an E, but I don't know. Like, does the English language make sense? <laughs> I mean, he's also like, I think Hungarian, so whatever. <laughs> true. True. One of the best parts of this summer series, though, is just being able to get right into the episode. No formalities. So here we go. Staten Line of Summer. Ready mentioned that you and I had not heard of it. Nope. It was. I was amazed when I saw this because I felt like I should because I looked at the cast and there were a lot of people I knew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so this is this is a SNL like right? What's their company? Is it Broadway? Yeah, Lauren Michaels' production company is Broadway Video. Yeah. You and I both love SNL movies. Not all of them, but all of them. But for you know, they like some of the greatest comedies or you know what are some of your favorites i mean obviously the uh uh, it's pat i'm assuming what's that it's pat it's pat i don't even what's that oh my god (laughs) look up oh you don't have your phone on you no it's still in the sand it's pat is one of the snl movies it's only an hour and 18 minutes it's pat was a character in snl where you couldn't tell if it was a guy or a girl what era who is who plays pat who plays pat let me see it's pat i'm gonna look it up it's pat is played by Julia Sweeney, Charlie Rocket. This is like a downtime in SNL. Tim yeah. Meadows is in the movie. All right. It's uh-huh. so transphobic today. Okay. Like, name, pet, sex, yes, please. That's what it comes from. And they would always try to ask questions. And I hope made a whole movie. It's a terrible movie. That's why I mentioned right. it. It's a word for what you are. Charismatic? <laughs> this summer, if you think it's a man. Pat, I'm in a towel. Should I be embarrassed? Ouch. If you're positive it's a woman. Oh, Then there's one thing for sure. What's past laundry like? It was, you know, bras, panties, boxer shorts, jock straps. 
It's Pat. The movie. Whoa, Pat. Is that a banana in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> no, it's a banana. <laughs> so what are your favorite? Yeah, so both Wayne's Worlds, Blues Brothers, uh, Coneheads. What am I, I feel like I'm missing MacGruber later on. I'm not a big superstar person. Superstar. Um, Stewart saves his family. What's that? That's another one. That's another one? Uh, Larson likes that one. That's, uh, what's the guy's name? He was a senator. Al Franken. Oh, Al, yeah, Al Franken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Hello, I'm Stuart Smalley. Ever since I was a kid, go, go, go! I knew there was something wrong with my family. Um, what are some? I feel like I'm definitely ladies' man. Like, ladies' man is funny. I mean, yeah, I definitely I like I like Tim Meadows in that. That's a so actually, there's only like official SNL movies, and then there's the Broadway video ones, like Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, is an SNL movie. Yeah, this one is not an SNL movie, but Lauren Michaels produced it. Produce it. SNL yeah. people. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. a Broadway video movie. Because these aren't characters. Is that what also makes Maybe. the difference? If it right, yeah, because it's written by Colin Jost. So who are the? We get Bobby Moynihan, Will Forte. What's the lead, leading? Oh, there's there's a bunch. Name? I, I, I mean, cannot wait to get into the cast here because there are so many. Let's see Broadway video. Now I'm curious. Uh, Tom. Okay, Tommy Boy's technically. Lauren Michaels produced, but it's not. I wouldn't count that an SNL movie. You know, it's like weird, right? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you start, do you put then all Adam Sandler movies, like you know, like under? Like, no, no. It's just whatever. I'm counting what Lauren Michaels produced. produced. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So some are also SNL movies, and some are not. Like a lot of Amy Poehler movies, like Baby Mama. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the ones that I was saying, I was doing all SNL characters, and I recognize that this is this movie isn't. No, but, but it's was, in the vein, yeah. more or less. And you're right, Kyle. The thing that attracted me to like wanting to cover it was A, that I'd never heard of it. B, Staten Island, you know, New York, we have yeah. a connection. But C, and maybe C is the highest in a weird way. I, should I really be having a high school podcast? I don't know. But it was the cast here, all the SNL people. So you started mentioning them. Bobby Monahan, Will Forte, Fred Armisen, Cecily Strong. And Cecily Strong is like actually not a bit part here. She's like a... A main character in the that film. She's the... the Mary the, Ellen. The, the, yeah, Mary Ellen. Yeah. Yeah, she's in that... I, I keep seeing those uh, ads for Scamooge, whatever. the Like, the musical... Like, it's on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. That Apple with, TV with, show. Uh, with uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Key and her, like, the leads. And there's a bunch of other... Yeah. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Yeah, yes. no, Schmigadoon. Yeah, Schmigadoon. Yeah. <laughs> if that show ends up being a hit, we're going to sound like idiots for mispronouncing it. Um, who else? Oh, Kate McKinnon has a small yeah, role. Yeah. And uh, and of course, Colin Jost, who hosts a Weekend Update, writer on SNL, and the brains behind this film, if you want to call them that. But uh, it's, it's a movie that's um, interesting once we get to it, right? I don't know why this movie wasn't seen by anyone. There's a plenty of... I kind of do. There's plenty of bad movies that get releases. Sure. I guess maybe it was how they decided to release it because, like, we so it came out in 2015. So that's still, even though it's like not that long ago, six years ago, that's still a like none of the streaming services are like they're not 
producing so many films it's at true. that point. It's a point. good point. It's a good point. So it's probably this weird video on demand. I mean, you know, you were even looking for like, was it even like released on DVD? I couldn't find a DVD release. I could only find a digital download. Yeah. So like, did it even have like, did it play in like probably a couple theaters in New York or something like that? Like, you know, it might have been like uh, it came out. They did their thing, and Lauren pulled the plug. He's yeah, like, eh, I don't. You know, I'm not gonna do the top three. I can't. But you know. Yeah, you know, Colin, you Colin. win some, you lose some. <laughs> it's just, it's it's the story of Staten Island. You get it. <laughs> but I just think it's funny because later we'll get the king of Staten Island. Yeah. Another, another SNL, SNL guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But e- it's e. directed Davidson. by Judd Apatow. So there you, but also that is released on demand because it's the pandemic. Crazy, crazy. And I think you hit the nail on the head though. I think 2015... There wasn't a market for even bad movies anymore that were just going to go straight to streaming. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, like Netflix, you know, and Amazon and Hulu, all those like will like see certain films and or or studios will be like do test screenings and all that kind of stuff and see like, oh, wow, this isn't going to do that well. And they just kind of, you know, pawn it off on somebody and try to make as much money as they can. This probably could have been not a hit, but something that people streamed today because you just say it's a Colin Jost movie with all those SNL people. People would take a chance on that on Netflix promoted like that, you know? I think it's also a movie that um, I'm just kind of thinking this now. I really didn't, when watching it, I just kind of, you know, I put much thought into it, but like really thinking about it right now, I think it's a movie that if you re-edited a little bit, it could, I mean, that's, editing makes or breaks comedy. But but I agree with you, Kyle. The worst thing about this movie was the pacing. Yeah, and it's not a long movie, which is good for comedies. I don't hate it as much as other people did there were moments when i genuinely laughed but a bad sign for me is always when i'm looking at the clock and being like oh there's 40 minutes left of this film how is that possible that and just like a very the 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 lead sorry to whoever that actor is danny like just didn't pull me in whatsoever graham phillips um so let's talk about him and the cast right like graham phillips have seen other things like blockers and I think he was really good in Blockers. I actually like him. This character well, did do for me. Yeah, well, the character, and then also that comes down to directing too, or just experience. You know, like well, Block- let's Blockers talk- is after this movie, so you let's know. talk about the production and yeah. the director because Reese Reese Thomas is the director. And he's a guy who does SNL a lot. He does the documentary now a lot. I'm not too familiar with his film oeuvre because it's mostly TV stuff. Yeah, but. Whatever, he just a seasoned SNL hand. But this is really Colin Jouse's film. And I think the Danny character, whether it was Graham Phillips or the direction or his own opinions, Colin Jost, but the Danny character was way too much Colin Jost. You know, like it was not, it was straight man Colin Jost. It wasn't, and we see Colin Jost in the film and not be straight man. Colin Jost, like I really, I haven't like, I mean, in today's world, I feel like also a lot of people watch SNL via just, like, clips online. Yeah. But I just really haven't watched SNL in a long, long time. Like, even, like, actors that, I, like, I wasn't, like, an avid SNL watcher even when it was Bill Hader and Fred Armisen and Will, uh, Will Forte and Jason Sudeikis. Like, God, even, they're so good. <laughs> yeah, no, they're so good. But, like, I just wasn't, like, that avid of a... Because it was, like, that, like, era was, like, when we were in college and it's, like, I'm not going to spend 
midnight on Saturday. To be fair, everything is made for clips now, right? Even the late night shows like Jimmy yeah. Fallon oh, and yeah. Colbert. They're like aiming to get the yes. internet clicks and yeah. not necessarily the ratings anymore. But you're absolutely right. Like front yeah. to back, I can't remember the last time I sat through an SNL episode. So correct me if I'm wrong. Colin Jost is purely weekend update, right? Yeah, and a writer. Writer, writer yeah. Yes. Yeah, but all I'm saying is just like acting wise. Yeah, like acting wise. So, I mean, he's only, he plays this like, you know, bit role as a, a, a cop in it or whatever, which like kind of like harkens back to like then like Seth Rogen playing a cop in Superbad because he's too old at that point. Oh, there's a Even li- though Jonah Hill is like two years younger than like Seth Rogen. There's a lot of Superbad in this. Yeah. We'll no, there's a lot of Superbad in this. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, the character of Frank I put is, is, like he sounds like Jonah Hill too, that actor. Jonah Hill, but you're saying about Colin. Yeah, and Colin. So when it comes to him and making this movie, I agree with you. Like too much of him, so like too close to the project slash maybe then like the director just didn't give enough attention to the. Um, sorry, what's the actor's name that plays Dan? Graham Phillips. To Graham Phillips. And so just like maybe an experience of him by that point, he's not bad in it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like. I mean, it's probably most likely when, when I'm saying all this stuff out loud, it's a combo of everything. So it comes down to writing and experience on both an actor or a director. So you're saying this director is doing most of television. Well, this is a feature film. That's different. So. And Zach Perlman, who you mentioned, who plays uh, the friend, uh, Frank. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny, but Danny and Frank, who are supposed to be best friends, I feel like they're in two different movies. Yes. You know, they're acting... Cause that kind of understated performance that Graham Phillips is putting out is not necessarily bad. It just doesn't fit in this world that they're creating. No, exactly. Like, so Frank is very much a Jonah Hill in like in Super Bad. He is the the horny friend. And, yeah, like, he's saying like a carbon saying, copy. Yeah, of him. Exactly. not that he is bad at it. No, but. but like that's what it is. Like they said, like they probably put like a Jonah Hill type. There's mm-hmm. a very good chance they put that on this. So. Like you're saying, they're just like kind of two different actors because then in Superbad, you got Jonah Hill, but then like Michael Sarah is sure like quiet and like meek, but he still has like opinions and you just automatically in that in Superbad, which is one of the better comedies of the 21st century so far. You believe their friendship very early on. 100%. And you get, I mean, it's very, and again, I mean, it's. More and more, like, and as you said, just very super bad esque. That, like, he, I mean, in super bad, they're both going to college, and this, like, you know, he's going to Harvard, and one's just like staying in his parents' basement or whatever. But you, you get that the tumultu- tumultuousness is on a <laughs> It is now, yeah, it is now. <laughs> that struggle that's happening between those two characters and like having to say goodbye and moving on and possibly making more friends. Oh yeah. Cause in Superbad he's going to be living with McLovin and all that kind of stuff. But like this is just not nearly as much like fleshed out slash characters that don't belong in the same movie. And I feel bad, right? Cause you feel like this is a very personal story to Colin Jost. He is from Staten Island. Uh, Doesn't sound like he's from Staten Island. Yeah. Which, which early in the narration Exactly. That's what the character says. He also, it's, I think, and now I'm only gleaning this from like Pete Davidson ripping on him, uh-huh. is like he came from the better section of Staten Island than okay. Pete Davidson did necessarily. Not that Pete Davidson came from the uh, worst well, section. Hey, do, but, do I sound like I'm from New Jersey yeah, like as the, according to the New Jersey accent? Yeah. And I did like at the beginning how they show all these nicer parts of Staten Island. Yeah. But then it leans into this 
I don't know. It's very, very uneven, and it makes me feel bad because he clearly had a story to tell about a childhood, and he's obviously a really funny writer. Yeah. But it just didn't come together the way that I'm sure even he wanted it to come together, which is a shame. When Um, someone hears Staten Island in the title, if someone hears New Jersey in the title, or Florida, or Texas, whatever, there's going to be certain expectations of the cliches and stereotypes and this film slightly taps into it with i guess the uh the mob dad and you know and the um i guess kind of the mary ellen and the moms uh, oh, there's yeah, a the lot moms. of it yeah that yeah respect, yeah, yeah but that then... respect but not not really not our leads i like the method man as the ice cream truck <laughs> you know like all that kind of stuff there's those little things and then like swim clubs i'm sure that's not like you know an everywhere kind of thing that's a much more around here suburbs kind of stuff yeah thing. staten island if you guys aren't familiar out there is the probably the most suburban borough of new york city that it was like straight suburban like yeah. queens obviously has a lot of suburbs brooklyn has a lot of the suburb communities but, but still has a downtown area. yeah like yeah. urban areas urban, yeah. for sure usually i read the back of the dvd back of vhs but as you mentioned couldn't find it anywhere this is streaming everywhere to rent but I don't know. There's a couple places that said, like, Netflix picked it up early, but it's not a Netflix film, so, like, they didn't keep it. Yeah. Uh, But here's just the Amazon thing. That's where I rented it from. From the producer Lauren Michaels, creator of Saturday Night Live, comes an outrageous coming-of-age comedy about a hilarious group of misfit lifeguards on a mission to throw the wildest party of the summer. (laughs) How generic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, early on, I'm just going to, I'm really going to, I'm going to compare it to Superbad a lot. Like, early on in Superbad you get them saying like we need to get laid this summer and then there's going to be a party and we need to get the alcohol the stakes are said and our journey begins this does not do that and there's too many like there's not a unity in the missions at first danny is kind of doing his own thing with uh what was her name and it's such a great name crystal manicucci um there's a lot of great i love a lot of the names in this i wrote all of them down in that sense but it takes a while for the main plot to come to fruition which honestly i do not mind so much in certain type of films in films that are more like understated indie films where that graham phillips performance wouldn't be so much out of place i love films that are like a slow build for what a summer was like in his childhood. Well, there is, did you, I know we were talking about reason. Have you covered it? That one like water park one? Yeah. 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 I covered it with Joey. And okay. Mike. So like, yeah, that's like a slice of life in that time. Yeah. And there's some silliness in there too. Yeah, as well, of course, but silliness, it's like, but it's not, there's not a specific like plot at hand. There's not a, there's not a mission. No, there is a mission in this film, but it's not addressed until too late in my opinion. I think the film almost tries to say and do too much. It should have focused on, we want this to be the straight out comedy. I mean, it's a comedy all around, but like a silly slapstick comedy or a coming of age movie. Yeah. It's like floating between these things that has these characters that are really, really silly. Like Fred Armisen's character. What accent is he doing? I don't know, but I, I don't care. Fred yeah, is, I don't, I don't Fred care. Either, but I'm accent. just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
it's and you it's put, consistent and you, and you put them next to it and they're using yes they're using that kid as a physical gag just like having a shirtless little hefty boy next to him is hilarious it is but it doesn't like sometimes it feels like it's from a different movie because they yeah. go off to like tom and jerry sketches on the side yeah <laughs> which again i laughed i'm not gonna say i didn't laugh but it was weird. Um, he reminds me of Bill Murray, Caddyshack. Oh, definitely Bill Murray. He's Bill Murray and Caddyshack. Right? He is Bill. Exactly. He's literally like not a groundskeeper, but close. No, but he has, yeah, he's the maintenance guy, and he has a mid, like it's the Hornets versus the Gopher. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not an anthropomorphic horn. It's like dancing to yeah. a Kenny Loggins song, but it's close. It's close. I enough. wish. Yeah. Chuck, <laughs> you in here? Chuck, Chuck, yo, Chuck. Now, now, Victor, go away, buddy. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, but, you know, uh, there's a hornet's nest by the handball court. This thing is insane, man. It's like a hornet Mexico City. Talk to me about it in, like, 20 minutes. Not now. Just, Victor, just take care of the nest. Get out of here. God, get your face out of here. Chuck, all right, I'm on it. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm on it. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity. Man. Yeah, it's like straight Caddyshack there. You're so right about that. In terms of just cast, we've mentioned most of the SNL people. uh, But who did you enjoy the most in this cast? That's kind of tough because, like, Frank was hit and miss with me. You know, he's he's the, I guess, the ultimate form of comic relief. But I just felt like then the material just, like, wasn't good enough. Because sometimes he would get serious, like Jonah Hill. Yeah. In Superbad, but it just wouldn't land because he's just such a silly schmuck, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Jonah Hill in Superbad, you don't feel for him, but you do. There's like a pettiness to the character that... He's, I mean, th- this actor is expressive as well, but Jonah Hill is just like with his eyes and just like very like the way he controls his voice like when he's talking to that home ec teacher he's like i'm, I'm sorry this yeah. is fucking bullshit i'm sorry this is a bullshit class okay fuck you, you know i'm fucking sorry sorry for all the f-bombs like when he's doing that he's like i just want to get you know just, uh, you know like i just want to cook some tiramisu like you know when he's just going through that old cadence he's hilarious and he's a very there's a reason that he ends up being an actor that works with Tarantino and Scorsese and other, you know, like... Yeah, and it's just sad that, like, Frank and Zach Krollman here had to come after that, you know? Yeah. Because we're always just going to compare. I had a soft spot for that Anthony character, the Italian lifeguard, the strong one. Yeah. John DeLuca is the actor's name. Just wants to get in the Navy. <laughs> oh, that poor dumb boy. I, I salute you. I don't know what it was. I, like, I would laugh when he would come on yeah. and the things he would say. It was funny. I did not... We're going to be bouncing around today. We're not going to go scene by scene. Sure. When he got with Cecily Strong in the end, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like... There were like hints I, I, of it, but Yeah, it like, like, I figured that was the definite possibility for them, but also, like, I, I don't know. Like, it was... It could have gone either way. And I like Cecily Strong, too. Like, and I, I think she did well here, too, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough of, I mean you know somewhat recently we, we talked Euro Trip so just right there I'm thinking like we have our four I, uh, there's Bobby Moynihan he's kind of like the older wild card of the group but ultimately like we have our four like younger people so we got Danny we got Frank we got Anthony and Mary Ellen Mary Ellen I think yeah. they're a little older yeah those are our like four leads mm-hmm. 
And so then I, you know, cut to like Euro Trip. There wasn't like a a bonding between those four early on. There's just there just needs to be a bit more. Like they tried to establish in the beginning by saying, you know, like that. I guess what Anthony got the jo- uh, fr- or no, Danny convinced uh, Frank. No, I'm sorry, Frank convinced Danny yeah. to get a job there. But like Frank, I thought Frank. I thought a joke was going to be Frank could not swim. He didn't swim well, but he did like pull the kid back. Around. Yeah, they could have. So I thought like that was going to be the whole like that's why he's in the baby pool area or kiddie pool area or whatever you want to call it. I think they tried to do that, it just didn't land. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Bobby Moynihan as Scooch? I think someone like that needed to be like again. There just wasn't enough of like stereotypical Staten Island for me. So yeah. I think someone like that could have been a bit more a little stereotypical Staten Island. He's, you know, so then he comes in. So he's the, he's the Bluto. He is the John Belushi in this <laughs> yeah. movie. And also kind of like then Chevy Chase a little bit in Caddyshack that he's the older, has experience, but like obviously juvenile in some sense. He's funny, but again, I just think that like a lot of these funny people aren't given enough funny things to do. Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. But see, if you make it an understated film, that's okay. And if you make it a super comedy, then we're correcting it too. Yeah. It's this wavering between that affects it. Where Was your family part of a town pool ever? I think Harrington no, Park No, the has one, reason right? that my parents have an in-ground pool is because when they moved to, they moved to Harrington Park the fall before I was born. So like 1986. Point being, I think in like 1987, they looked to join the swim club and there was a seven-year waiting oh my god so my dad was like yeah i'll dig my own pool (laughs) got the land and the money yeah exactly so we should have had uh our good friend anthony tellerico not only a good paisan but he worked at uh one of those swim clubs let's see around us there was harrington park there was hallworth well topan didn't have so it was hillsdale it was either nor was norwood have one no uh i don't it was either HP Swim Club or Norwood Swim Club because he worked with Nick and, you know, they were there for years. I, I bring it up because... Maybe Norwood has. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. You guys don't care. Yeah. A local swim club. Yeah. He would always tell stories there and he would talk about these people like Scooch, Bobby Moynihan's character, who were just there way too long. And at that point, probably like, what, 25, 26? Yes, but if a high school kid... No, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> way too long, you know? I was never part of a swim club. God, it sounds so bougie, but I always had pools growing up. I, I would go and like a day pass with like some friends or whatever. I used to sneak in, and the tr- the, the the trick was there was a hose on the uh, side of the swim club outside of it, and so you'd go and you'd have like uh, and you'd get yourself wet, and then they would have an ice cream truck would pull out front so kids would leave like the swim club go outside oh, and get wow. the ice cream truck and so then we would just walk in looking like we were oh that makes sense just yeah <laughs> that's great i was you know between that and pool hopping and wildwood i was a little shysty yeah yeah i'm surprised surprised mary fran allowed that kind of she behavior. know what i was doing in my youth ooh, yeah. ooh. <laughs> i used to get jealous growing up because i had a pool when i lived in rivervale and right Close to me, there's that one in Hillsdale. I forgot what it's called. I think yeah. Riverdale and Hillsdale like technically share it. But. Yeah, I only went there like once with like because Chris. It doesn't matter. One of our friends belonged to it. But they looked like they were having so much fun, and my mom was like, "Why am I going to pay X amount of dollars a year when we have a pool in our backyard?" Yeah, 
<laughs> Which no, they look like they're having so much fun, and then also let's face it, like by like then a certain age, it's like girls and dating. Yeah, and it's true. Like, that was come on. You just automatically I top five crush growing up like pop culture. Wendy Peppercorn, Sandlot. Ooh, yes, and great cool is, scene. Yeah, exactly. Little too young for us, the Sandlot. People have asked me, "Oh, have you, you haven't done the Sandlot?" I'm like, they are not in high school. No, they're not in high school. Very clear, but but uh, at least you've grown out of that girls in bikini stage of your life. Tankini now, more you know, <laughs> just like a tankini. little, yeah. Like I don't need the midriff, but like, just a little sliver slice, of a mid- yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Joey Lewandowski, Godfather. You need to grant Kyle and I a separate show where we just. Talk male issues. People will love that. Yeah, I have a lot to say, and everyone will love it. <laughs> like what? Like, what's your favorite bikini on a girl? I love it too. The one top. that's on my floor. God. <laughs> Howard Cerner, Kyle. Yeah. Was she Was it still wet when she dropped it? <laughs> Did it make a sploosh? Shock jobs. <laughs> I don't think they have them anymore because like, we don't care enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's, what's shocking now? <laughs> There's no audible shocks anymore. Huge it segue, and it'll only be 30 seconds, but that, that's why I love uh, on Parks and Rec, Crazy Ira and the Douche. Yeah. Like, and the douche. Oh, I'm so horny. <laughs> like that button. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah. We need to get a soundboard yes. and a producer just to press these buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the slide whistle. <laughs> uh-huh. You mentioned Vincent Pastori. As Leo, what is it, Manacucci? Leo Manacucci, yeah. Well, was, he was he was on Sopranos, what, Big Pussy, right? Big Pussy, yeah. yes, Big Pussy. You just wanted to say it. No, but, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I love at the Sopranos? All those guys, the ones who are living, have jobs for life as the mafia guy in oh, any movie. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they, and they even, like, guys that are on that, they were cropped from, like, even for stuff sure. before. Like, like a Frank Vincent, stuff. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Frank Vincent. I love those guys. You know who's a wasted performance here? I love Jim Gaffigan as the dad. Like, he plays yeah. the dad. I want more Gaffigan in that dad. Yeah. He really, you know, like, why, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. Maybe, we're going to go to Epcot Center. Yeah, that like was that. like the one. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to go to France. We're going to go to London. It's called Epcot Effin Center. <laughs> but I like my Jim Gaffigan at 11. I don't like an understated yeah, Jim that Gaffigan. Yeah, just like... A motorcycle. <laughs> He's so pale. <laughs> and it the wife of which was familiar. Kate, you Kate Walsh. Kate Walsh. What is she from? Like, how do I... Originally, most original thing or uh, earliest thing I should say I recognize her from. She like was on like a season of Drew Carey show, which was one of oh, my, yeah. one of my more favorite. Yeah, she gets heavy in it. But she I've seen her in so many oh, things. Oh, so many things. A lot, lot of TV. A lot of TV, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mentioned Method Man as the uh ice cream driver. Great. See, that's I love it. All ice cream truck drivers. Like, what is it? I wrote it. I wrote it down at one point. He says, oh, "You like you, you think they make a living uh, off of selling choco tacos?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Conco. It's a cool name, man. Is that Eastern European? So you sell mm, drugs? Oh, because I'm black, I sell drugs. No. I did not say that. I heard a rumor that all ice cream men, regardless of race, sold drugs. That's a stupid. <laughs> Relax, dude. I'm just messing with you, all right? Okay. Yeah, I can get you some. What you want, crack? Crack? No. Not crack. No, 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 no. I just want some weed. 
you know, weed. So do I look like I sell crack? No. How dumb do you think I am, huh? You have your own business. You're not dumb. You're a smart guy. You want green, right? Yeah. All right, let's go. Get in. Your truck? I only got five minutes on break, man. I, I... You're gonna be gone for a minute. Like an actual 60-second minute or like, yo, what's up, homie? I haven't seen you in a minute. Minute. Get in the truck, man. I'll get in the truck. I'll get in the truck. And that's good, but see, the pacing-wise, when that's happening in the movie, it's like juxtaposed to when he puts the... What does he put in the tube to make the pH level off? What was that? I don't know. I don't know, something. Matter. But yeah, that's when the guy there is there. Let's talk about him. Chuck. Chuck, Mike O'Brien. Chuck Casino, great. <laughs> the name's all great. It's yeah, that's all, yeah. Great. We said, because it's Anthony DeBono. That's, you know, the Anthony you mentioned before. <laughs> Billy Thompson, but Scooch. Chuck Casino. There's Rachel and Rebecca, half Asian, half Jewish. Uh, Crystal Manicucci. Yeah. Those are the ones I wrote down. And Mike O'Brien, I'd never seen him act before. He, he's more of a writer. He's a writer for SNL. But he's also the showrunner on that show, AP Bio, hmm. with um, the dude from It's Always Sunny, yeah. Glenn Howerton. So, like, that's more his thing. So maybe he wanted to break into acting. I don't know. He, he's, he's, he's like a good adversary. Yeah, yeah. walking around that Speedo. It's yeah. a visual it's a visu- It's a good visual gag. But he has, like, he, uh, yeah, it's like a visual gag. But he has, like, a good, I think, cadence to his delivery. Like, it's a little, like, shtick s, But, like, it does the job. For sure. A um, couple other people, Kate McKinnon, as we mentioned, but... Yeah, she's, she's just playing, like, like what, st- backgammon with a bunch of old ladies. Yeah, she's like a Staten Island mom. Her character name, did you see what it was? No. I saw it in the credits, I'm like, what? It's Mrs. Bandini Jr. What does that mean? <laughs> and she's from, she's from this area, so I think she gets the Staten Island thing more than other people. I think she's from Long Island, but, you know. Well, she's someone that always puts in 110%. Yes, she's great. I love Kate McKinnon. Penny Marshall was the random person at, from the Snack Hut. She's, of course, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. Oh, yeah, okay. little random cameo there. We don't see too much of her. But I did want to talk about Crystal Manicucci. Yeah, what's she from? Ashley Green. This is what's so weird about this character. Obviously, beautiful lady. But she's not known as that because she plays... She's in Twilight. She plays Alice in Twilight, which is like one of the telepathic vampires uh-huh. or whatever. In a character that's so not sexy. I'm not saying she's not good looking or anything like that, but... She's not sexualized in Twilight. Or sexy. Oh, okay. In the sense of like, okay. Uh, listen to Twilight forever. I don't know. I don't watch too many of them. And go like, the, like the, They make the guys more sexy in those movies than the Oh, movies. fair. Fair. Yeah. For sure. But this is Alice in Twilight and look at her here. This is why it was... You know, we do Twilight forever here in High School Slumber Party. I've talked hours and hours of Twilight films. So to see Alice in this sexualized role... It was like, what? Like, this is her character on Twilight. Oh, I mean, I've seen... So different, you know what I mean? Sure, I mean, she's attractive. She's like the mom. No, she's attractive. But in terms of, like, of all the Twilight siblings, she is the most mom character. She, like, bakes cakes and sets up parties and stuff. And to see her here, I was like, is that Alice? And it's nothing against her. It's a very beautiful woman, both in Twilight and here. But it's, like, jarring to see, like, she's very clearly the sex symbol of this movie. Yeah. Like, the poster just has, like... Her bikini bottom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Slow-mos her, like, walking in. Yeah, guys dropping ice cream and, like, you know, like, all, all the all the cliches of a woman being sexy and walking into a shot. And again, it's not that she's not sexy. It's just for me talking about her in such a different light for so gotcha. many hours. It was like, oh, okay. Good for her. It was a weird character, though, for me. 
I don't understand it so much. Like, he had a crush on her. I did not need to see a child humping a lion. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, see, but that's like, I think, like, that Colin Jost did that. Like I like I. That's sure, funny. Like, I'm not. I was. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad scene or anything. I didn't need to see it, but it's something we could laugh and talk yeah, about, yeah. right? Like that's so specific. That's very true. It's just. <laughs> it's just one of these things, though, where there's about ten plot points we could discuss here. Yeah. I think if you kept it to five, the the five would be stronger. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the main plot point, right? He's in love with her. She yeah, which again, like, sometimes. isn't just like should have just I don't like. Not fully introduced. It's introduced early on, but then she like dis- like all there is. There's the beginning, and then she's kind of in the middle when he goes to the house to peep on her. Yes, and then she- showing up at the party. Yeah, then she's like, "Oh, I changed my mind." Like we don't see how that's earned at yeah. all. It's just weird. Just yeah. weird. <laughs> um, but again, it's not necessarily that anyone screwed up in the movie acting wise. It just felt like they were acting in different. I don't know movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different, different plots were for like yeah belonged in different movies what were some scenes that stood out to you things you really wanted to talk about today i don't want to like completely shit on this movie because there were moments where i was really really laughing out loud well and there you said it you said moments so it's not really scenes like this was something that i wrote down just like a lot of lines or just like quick little moments so like bong and a cpr dummy that's funny that's a, <laughs> that's a funny visual it's just like that's exactly there he's in a shack and like Chuck comes in and uh, you know catches Scooch and like what Scooch has been there longer, but Chuck got promoted and is the manager. And Scooch is just like holding in a big rip from this like CPR dummy that he t- you know like and he's yeah like, and, you, and Chuck is like oh so the CPR dummy you know is like on fire like that's cool like you know it's like so it's just, physical too yeah, it's that's, very what, that's what I love. <laughs> There's a lot of food references and food oh, yeah. scenes in this movie, which I was a big fan of. I, I I love you know like so um again the character of Frank that actor he's he is like good in like an awkward sense and when Danny is talking to Crystal and he's just like and I'm Frank and he's and then like it's awkward and he's like fresh pepper fresh pepper <laughs> you know like just like little th- those are the little moments that I'm like okay like that's good like I'm not you know, I'm not trying to be a schmuck right now but like a lot of this stuff I'm like these are the kind of ideas I have and I write down. <laughs> And but then like, that's all they ever stay. You know, I feel mean by saying this, but I thought that like again, I'm trying to say this, if Colin, Colin, if you're listening, yeah, exactly. if you're listening. Yeah. I actually have a lot of respect for Colin Jones. I think he's really funny. Also, yeah, and you also landed Scarjo. I mean, let's face the facts. Let's face. You know the facts. it. We know it. Every we all know it. Yeah. There's no way he goes home and every day he's like, I'm yeah, a he's lucky like, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, like how that how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah, you never walk in and be like, yeah, Scarjo, she's the lucky one. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if he was like, ugh, yeah. I settled. <laughs> okay. And you might, and you guys might be getting that big Disney money because she's suing him, so. Apparently DC is offering her, they want her to jump ship. Uh, well, she was, oh, she was done anyway, so anyway. Oh, that's, that's for you guys to decide, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. No, but I like Colin Jost, but a lot of it felt like something that like you and I would concept you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because it's, it's, we're, you know, we've been friends for, uh, it's just about, we almost met literally 20 years ago. Uh, and I mean, we grew up also in a similar area. I'm sure we probably have like a similar sense of humor to Colin Jost in some ways. So it's just, that's why there were moments here that I was laughing at that I know. Cause, oh, so I read a lot of the reviews. Yeah. And a lot of them were like, oh, it, it was too, there's too, too formulaic. I hate that one because I think, 
you can formulas work. That's the reason exactly. there's a for, it's a formula. If you it, literally follow the formula. If it's working, you're yeah. not gonna say that. Yeah. So yeah. many teen films are formulaic. Yeah. And two was like, oh, it was unfunny. And I don't think this movie was unfunny. No, it just needed to be like, again, whether it was, it's ultimately, I'm sure it's just a real, it's, you know, writing, directing, editing, some acting and stuff like that. But it's not like, it's not like it's all weak. There's some strong points. And I say like the, the line, that gag. And I'm like, you know, it's gotta be true because that's such a specific thing. And I laugh at that because I have my own specific things <laughs> that I would put into, you know, like rituals after school, you know, that like, I would think that would be funny to put in a screenplay, but then like, I can't, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to put together a full fledged. Look, I, I don't want to diss the editor. I don't know the editor, but I do feel like there's, something here that you could edit into a really good movie music also can play a big part you know like there just needs to be you know yeah just some just showing reactions while someone's saying a line or vice versa there's just so many little things like that that just play such a crucial part in a comedy only you and i would care but if they recut this i would be first in line to watch, yeah, I would watch it yeah yeah for sure no effect like it was 3.99 to rent on amazon but if it was free i'd watch it again how about, uh, speaking of Colin Jost, we didn't mention that he plays, uh, we did mention briefly that he plays the cop. I laughed at these cops, right? Yeah. Well, the, and the whole thing. And it, by the way, it's his brother playing the other cop. Colin Jost's brother? That's his biological brother? Wow, they don't look anything alike. Yeah, Casey Jost is his brother. Casey Jost from Impractical Jokers. I'm sure you've seen him, but he's like, he's not credited here, but I know it's him. He like does the in-between stuff in Impractical uh, Jokers. okay. Like, oh, let's interview this. He's like a producer and a writer from yeah. Impractical Jokers. And I looked them up once because I'm like, oh, they have the same last name. Yeah, they're brothers, both from Staten Island. And also, Impractical Jokers from Staten Island. We yeah. didn't mention them yet. You know, I love my Staten Island guys. And as uh, Danny says in the beginning, like, oh, if you're from here, like, most likely you become a cop or a firefighter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you see these cops and they're like, they feel like small town cops even we grew up with, you know? Oh, yeah. And again, to go to like the Seth Rogen, Bill Hader, like they're mm. next level because they still even like want to go to the party. Bill Hader and Seth Rogen just want to feel cool and like have fun because they just feel bored and stuck in their cop, you know, adult lives. These guys want to get invited to the party still. They have fireworks. They have alcohol, you know. I, I love that moment. He's just like, because they're just taking up, but Danny's taking a bunch of stuff and they're like, leave the Syrah. Yeah, yeah leave the, the Syrah. Syrah. <laughs> yeah. See, I wish. Funny. I don't, Hilarious. I don't wish Superman didn't come out, obviously, but when you do two cops now in a teen movie, yeah. you inevitably compare it to that. And you're not going to beat the cops in Superbad. No. However, maybe because we know this area, not just Staten Island, and we know the cops, people who become, not everyone, but people who become cops in this area. Are guys like that? I'm not necessarily saying they're selling... Their world is a small place. Yes. yes. But they're not selling kegs out of their trunk. No. As far as I know. But that's just a great... Just adding on that, like, little... Like, embellishing, you know? For sure. And the fact, like, the, the homophobicness, they're like... Like, it's like a gay version of us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's... It just feels real there and funny. And I thought they did a good job at that despite the super bad thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to bring them up. Yeah, so I'm just going to rattle off, like, whether it's going to be specific lines or just, like, moments, but just going kind of in chronological order, looking at my notes. I love early on, it's like the Anthony character. He's like, you know, Irish <laughs> kids develop later. And then he's I just, knew like, you were going to say that. And he's just, uh, <laughs> what, like, first you got, you got Hispanic, then black, then Italians, then Irish, 
Then I guess like the Asians. No, he is French. Oh, Fre- yeah, French. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You guys, you cannot invite a mom to a staff party. Scooch, first of all, is the keeper of the keys. So what do you think, Scooch? Can Mrs. Grilly come to the party? Mm, I'll allow it. Yes, he will. Mm-hmm. And you know, the best part is, dude, she had a kid like a year ago, man. She's still fucking stacked. Oh, it's incredible. It's You're incredible. abysmal. Would Danny ever say anything like that? No, Danny would not say something like that because he's Irish. And Irish kids develop later, okay? They don't think about sex till they're like 25. Wow, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a biology fact, Mary Ellen, okay? Read a fucking book. Biology Okay, fact. look, first is Hispanic guys, obviously, then the black guys, then the Italians, then the French, and then the Irish, all right? And then probably, like, the, the Asians eventually. Oh, my God. When you join the Navy, their collective IQ is going to drop, like, 25 points. Like, you're going to sink our ships. Mm. Hey, look, if you're in love with me, just say you're in love with me. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you say it in sign language? No, that's that? that's fuck you. Oh, that's fuck you. French, then the Irish, then I guess Asian. Then I guess the Asians, you know, like <laughs> again, I love it not because I believe it's true, but like I know guys like this. You yes, know guys like this. I've They're... said things like that. <laughs> I don't mean them necessarily, but it's just like, you know, because he's Irish. Yeah, let's face it. Like I grew up with with uh, you know, like there was a a kid from uh India and a kid from uh from Trinidad, and when we were in fifth grade, they had mustaches, and they had lo- and they had low voices. That's that's what I'm thinking of, uh, as far as when it comes to those cultures and developing. You know, it's so false. But like when you're an uneducated kid, you start to think these things. You know, uh, it's also again, I don't know if this movie translates out of our area as much as well because we live in a real hodgepodge, like typical, like you know, it's a melting pot, but. Yeah. Most people are Italian or Irish, you know. It's that good old Jersey slash Staten Island slash Long Island mix of like Irish Italian with a touch of German in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little kraut, a little kraut, too. A little, <laughs> little vinegar. Yeah, no, that I honestly, that's why I love that character. I think he like this guy does so so well at it. It's so silly. You already mentioned the twins, which I I think is interesting. Yeah. How one is supposed to be like. It's, it's Rachel and Rebecca, and everyone says... And they say identical, but they definitely are, like, fraternal, I think. I don't know whether they are or aren't. They're close enough. And They're like, close enough, yeah. Everyone's well, decided that. that one is the hot one. And well, because one's, yeah, one's hot, but it's, like, it more it's more with their personalities that Rebecca is the, uh, and I give air quotes to this, like, the bitchier one, or at least to Frank. But supposedly <laughs> then we find out she has a crush on Frank. But I love what Frank says when he's, like, looking in the pool... Uh, like tiny, sexy, sexy Jeremy Lins. <laughs> that's when they, no, that's when they're playing basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah that makes a lot more sense, obviously. But it's like yeah, they're tiny, sexy Jeremy. Lins. Also, a local reference though. I know yeah, Jeremy Lin went national, but still, oh, God, so bad. <laughs> and then you get you know let's let's I want to let's talk about one of our favorite comedic actors of all time, Fred Armisen, and like an early introduction to him. Is you know with the wasp nest, but then he's just like I think Chuck says he's like, "What are you doing there?" He's like, yeah, "I found this frog. I'm gonna shoot it out of the leaf blower." Like, <laughs> like, what? All right. And then he's teamed up with like that kid for a majority of it. But he's just also I love he's in the bathroom like looking through the stall at Chuck, and he's just being really weird. Or later in the movie, he's like, "I'm gonna oh you're inviting me." He's like, "Yeah, you're part of, you're you know part of the crew." And he's like, all right, I'm going to make you an ice sculpture. And it's like being like a uh, woman with her legs spread and you know, so you're taking a shot out of her cooch. 
a your cougar fav- shooter, yes. as some would call. <laughs> when you said our favorite, one of our favorite comedians, I thought you were going to say Will Forte. Will Forte. Yeah, I mean that too. And because I'm also like, within the past year, <sighs> it was a bad time to watch it. But I watched Last Man on Earth. And uh, also, like, disappoint. I totally forgot that, like, that show was, like, canceled. And I, and I did read when it was canceled, because I hadn't watched it at all, that it left it on a cliffhanger. And so that made it really rough. But I'm just... And also, we've been watching uh, Ted Lasso, so that's Jason Sudeikis. But I just... I love the bromance between Will Forte and Jason Sudeikis. And I always watch them singing the, uh, the song from once all the time <laughs> I, I i had actually something similar in my notes about will forte so he plays this character of like a guy who got hit by a motorcycle so the parents here yeah they, it seems crazy like, it seems K-1. like he's an only child our, our lead here and they really don't want him to just do wild stuff right and he implies that he saw someone on a motorcycle he doesn't even say he wants to ride a motorcycle yeah. the mom's a doctor and she brings this patient who is in a wheelchair near because he got into a motorcycle accident and it's so silly because he like stays in the house and he doesn't yeah. it's giving him i'll be in the other room watching aladdin like. yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i love will forte but you're exactly right kyle like last man on earth is a really good show and i think it just came out at the wrong time i think if it was on a streaming service now people would love that show so much more yeah because you have not just Jason Sudeikis with Ted Lasso, which nobody thought would work. Apple TV has purchased the worst television shows ever. They're the people's third or fourth best idea. Yeah. Everyone else rejected them, which, you know, that's a little dirty secret of Apple TV. By the way, I love Apple TV because I think it has some good stuff, but it also has a lot of bad stuff, right? Ted Lasso oh, is... That's a- why it's also, what, four ninety nine a month or something? <laughs> Ted Lasso is, was, you know, a commercial... And it's like, hey, let's just try this out. And it's amazing, right? But look at Bill Hader on his show. Barry, right? Killing it on Barry. And I feel like Will Forte has always been a little step down from those guys. Mm. I want him to have his show. I want him to have his Emmy where we're like, well, this guy's a fucking good actor, you know? And Because I, I just see him and I laugh. I just laugh. Yeah, I, yeah, just him in the wheelchair, American flag off the back of it, and then born like, on the Fourth of July. Yeah, exactly, of, yeah. born on the Fourth of July. But then just like at the end of the movie, or towards the end, like he's still, yeah, he's still in the house, and he's like, I would give anything in a second. I'd, he's like, I'd ride again. Like, just <laughs> yeah. like wrap up, you know, wear the condoms, wrap it up, do what you want to do. I think if you were going to go the funny route with this film. Now that we're talking about all these SNL guys again, I think if they went more of a direction of what the hell is the movie with Andy Sam Andy Samberg, um, the one where he's a stunt guy. Oh, Hot Rod. Hot Rod, right? Like Hot Rod when it came out, no one liked it, and then it gained like a cult following yeah. shortly after. That, it's one of the one of the silliest, and I don't just mean like funny, but silliest comedies for sure. I think if they. For me, I'll take the understated indie, but I'll also take that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing, like, with these leads in there. Like, I mean, so you have a guy writing it that is SNL, but he's a writer and, like, the, he's not this, he's not in the sketches. So, I don't, like, while he might be writing some of the sketches, uh, and that's not me trying to put this all on, like, Colin Jost or anything like that. But, yeah, there's just a fine line of, like, that... Or not fine line, but just that not great balance between like silly characters and just these more serious characters that 
just kind of have like just a different task at hand kind of it's just you know frank needs to get the pot at one point for the twins for like the or the one of them or whatever and so in super bad that's like they just he, all want to get laid and like the girls are kind of all friends with one another but it's all for that one party versus at the same time uh danny in this trying to get crystal it's not like oh i'm gonna be at this party like can you do this thing for me or whatever so it's just not it's not as tight as it can be Mm -hmm. which in a comedy you want kind of a a tight plot and then you can get silly from there and then it could be obscure things but you said hot rod hot rod is a guy a guy that's just like we don't know how old he's supposed to be but he's just obviously like still very like adolescent and you know like not mature whatsoever and hanging out with his like loser buddies and stuff like that and he wants to be a stuntman and then his nemesis and his stepfather frank is having heart failure i think or something like that and so he needs to raise money he needs to raise money so he can kick his ass. Kick his ass. <laughs> Fantastic. But from there, you have, like, think of all... I mean, you look at... We, we covered so many surfing movies, and we would count, like, how much time they were in the beach or how many songs were going on. Think about Hot Rod, and they have a scene where they're just like, Bong! Or uh, when he's doing the whole 80s, like, anger dance in the woods and flipping and flipping and rolling down the hill (laughs) like you have but that's silly and it's all visual gags that's the direction they head for there just wasn't enough like i guess collaboration between the writing and directing to make such a clear voice for this film yeah uh, again it just comes down to tone i'm trying to think of the example like if hot rod is my silly example not that i'm a huge fan of this movie but it did do well the opposite example would be that film Adventureland with um, with, I know Kristen Stewart's in it, but yeah, what, uh, I want, Social Network. I, I, yeah, I, I want to say Mark Zuckerberg, Sarah, but oh yeah, <laughs> um, God, he kind of hasn't done a Jesse, lot. Jesse Eisenberg, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg, right? There's Lex Luthor. There's funniness in that film, but it's also I don't want to say a dark quality, but yeah, but then also what's the what's the one that's like the ping pong with Susan Sarandon? Because that's a summary kind of one. You ever see that film? No, I don't think so. And then you did that water park one again, like re, like with with Steve Carell, or did we just talk about? Yeah, that? we just talked about okay. those. Yeah, the way way back. Yeah, yeah, the way way. Oh, back. that's in that that genre too. Yeah, well, those are like coming of age kind of period pieces. You know, that nostalgia level are just very like hyper local kind of story, which like this is. It's called the Staten Island Summer, so yeah, it should be exactly. a hyper local yeah, story. Yeah, but I think there's ways to take it in different directions. Just this. I don't know. And there's some critics who really liked this film, trust me, but most people did not. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, ultimately, what? I mean, it culminates to this big party. Yeah. Before the party, I just did look silly stuff we already talked about. Like, the I don't understand the boner thing. I mean, like, he saved... Yeah. Yeah, like... Well, because he was looking at the... I know, but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like anatomy, you would... If you were swimming to rescue someone. Uh, do you remember being that young? Well, I do like Kate McKinnon's reaction. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, I, I love Bobby Moynihan. had this great line when they were going to get the, the keys made. And he's like, I love this car. I got it for the bench seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's stuff like, there are just moments in here that I am cracking up. But if you think about the nuts and bolts of like the party thing, like the dude's mom is a psychiatrist or, or uh, some kind of doctor, right? Yeah. 
And she she can prescribe pills, and that's how they uh, they're gonna knock the guy out. Yeah. Uh, with that, they don't like, knock him out. Like they get him really hot. Like that's a really like you could kill someone. Yeah. Like that. Like and also the Gina, what's her name? Like, oh, Gina Gershon. We didn't yeah. even talk about her. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Gina Gershon. Yeah. <laughs> like she also then eats one of the brownies. Like she knows what's in them. It's like okay, like there's just like I, a few. She was see if you're gonna take the movie to eleven. Yeah, like let her be like the Staten Island mom. Like yeah. I need more of that because the moms love that Italian guy. But <laughs> whatever, I was cracking up at a lot of lines at the party. Like when they finally get in, and uh, what's his name, Papa Moonhan has the so many like things from movies in here, like other movies that I don't know if they know we know that, but like he gets on the diving board, yeah, and he's 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 quoting the second Matrix. <laughs> Like, like, he's like, this is Zion. Like, but, like, it's so... not. A, I know a lot of people saw that movie, but that's not a quoted thing a lot. No, but even early in the movie, there's a Bane and Batman voice. A Bane and Batman yeah. thing. At one point, he's like, just when I thought it was out, they'd pull me back in yeah. on Godfather 3. I agree with you. Like, I like the character Anthony. And, again, we're getting the very... The most Staten Islanders from him. And he's like, you know what you need to get? You need to get some prosciutto and mutts for the party. And they're like, you mean prosciutto and yes, mozzarella? Yes. Like, Foodie. Yeah, exactly. What did he say at the Mexican restaurants? Like, yeah, I don't order a, oh god, a burrito and a yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, there are things like I was just really laughing at. This wasn't like a, like a grueling experience. I just wish it was yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> when, just, yeah. when Cecily Strong is looking for like a nice thing to wear in her closet, and there's a shirt that says "I fucked Tim Allen." <laughs> Or just even when the when the little kids uh, get like pulled in by Chuck to like interrogate, and he's like, you know, or no, no, this is actually a um, what's his name, Vincent Pastor, is that the yeah? Uh, uh, he's like, yeah, your fat little friend is a rat. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, you know, moments like that. But then yeah, then you have these really more like quiet, nice moments. But then it's uh, yeah, Danny is just like an awkward like lead character that he's. Giving her a ride home on the bike, but then there's like this rickshaw joke that he's making. Like I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he seems like he's more like there's the whole thing. Like she's like, oh, I wish I could escape, and she like kind of recognizes like because he's like, oh, that's a nice house. She's like, oh, my mom redecorated and everything is marble, and they have the uh, Sinatra on the cross. <laughs> like that's that's funny. See, that's funny if you're from this area, though. I think yeah, the, like this is not supposed to be prejudice in any way and if you listen to our show the last couple of weeks you probably think we hate italians we don't wow. but there is a kind of italian american decorating that you could probably see in the real housewives in new jersey and stuff like that where it's a lot of marble a lot of statues yeah and it's very distinct the shiny metal gates out front yes that's yeah. very distinct of our area that yeah. we grew up in so definitely had a chuckle at that see the problem is when we got to the party there was at least 20 minutes left of the film yeah which is insane yeah i mean it's insane and then the party has like this obviously silliness and then also gets like really like all of a sudden there's shots of like fucking tits everywhere like in the pool and it just like didn't seem like that kind of movie that was like you know and it could have been that kind of movie but yeah it wasn't setting us up for that it wasn't set us up for it but like (laughs) i I mean it's hilarious seeing the little kids swim under with goggles and just seeing all these titties everywhere i liked wait this is before the party but when the Fred Armisen's character gets invited to the party, and he's around around the kid. He's like, "Can I come?" He's like, oh, "I don't think I'm gonna get one plus one." Yeah. <laughs> one plus one. 
Yeah, just their whole dynamic is hilarious. And then, like I said, the ice sculpture that Fred Armisen makes. But then we get, like, the one of the last things we see him, there ends up being a whole... People pull guns on one another at this party. I laughed at the Mexican standoff. No, because... I laughed at it, too, but that's just a, that's a different movie. Exactly. Like, that's not the indie understated film. That's yeah. the pure, pure comedy. But who are the teams? I'm like, oh, wait. See, that's a weird moment because it felt earned. Because we had seen all these groups and now they're together. Because yeah. he invites... So, so sorry, say the teams, but I know one of them is like Method Man's Yeah, crew. we get like the ice cream truck drug dealer kind of guy. And he invited them earlier. And the, we the see kid, Frank. them with guns. Yeah. Like we also... Yeah. The so only person that. we don't see with a gun is Fred Armisen, which makes it hilarious when he pulls exactly. out. Exactly. And, and they're like, that's... And they're like, and who's that? And they're like, that's our maintenance guy. Yeah. You know? like, so the cops are at the party to party, but they yeah. feel like all those people have pulled out guns. They have to pull yeah. out guns. And then, I mean, Colin Joseph is even, like, handing to the girl, and he's just like, oh, don't worry, the safety's on. And then the typical, <laughs> the typical joke of just, like, it's on. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's so, okay, so the standoff is the cops, yeah, the Jost brothers, essentially, yeah. with the guns. There's, uh, what's Me- the... Method Man. Method Man. Crew, crew. Vincent Pastor. Vincent Pastor. Yeah. And, and then, then and then Fred Armisen, Armisen yeah. just, like, a big Mexican standoff. You're like, what? But you know what? Like I said... That actually felt earned. Yeah. That could, felt funny. I don't know where it came from, but it was still hilarious. Yeah. Because, and Vin, well, Vincent Pastor shows up because we find out, I guess, Chuck somehow has Crystal's number and sent a dick pic. Which that I didn't understand. But regardless, he's, he doesn't want anyone dating his daughter. Yeah, so. anybody. Regardless if the dick pic didn't come, if he saw that they were... The dick pic didn't come. Oh <laughs> he saw that they were together at that party, you know. Yeah. He would have probably come and said something. Yeah. Yeah, so. Which I don't blame him because fucking Danny's peeping Tom outside the house. <laughs> it's so weird. She's a babysit him too. Which I, it's nice that she says she can't get past. Also, there's a little bit of payoffs here with like the virginity things, which is you know always in teen films. Yeah, kind of right. Uh, Frank. Frank thinks it's Rachel, but it's Rebecca, and like, he all, he has sex with her, but briefly. Depends how you define sex. I don't know. It's like I mean, compared to like the sex you usually have, <laughs> and uh. Uh, itu mama tambien, like actually seemed like Frank was doing like a half decent job. <laughs> well, there's that, right? But then, uh, what's his name? Why do I keep forgetting? Danny is the lead. Yeah, Danny takes Crystal, Crystal to a spot where the spot dad, yeah. in front of uh, the Verrazano Bridge, and she's like, "I don't. Th- we're not gonna have sex." And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, but then there's this really weird line exchange of. He's like, I think you're someone that wants to marry me but doesn't want to hook up with me. Yeah. And then she says, I think you're someone that wants to hook up with me that doesn't want to marry me. And he's like, can we pretend to be the different people these nights? So I'm like, so doesn't then that mean that you want to marry her but not hook up with her and she wants to hook up with you but not marry her? Oh, super good. And did they have sex then? No, they kiss. They they kiss, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Also, there wasn't really a payoff for me. As her being someone who wants to marry him? Yeah, marry... Like, I thought it was going to be at least a little bit like, oh, you should... Because she wants to escape. And it's like, well, you should come up and visit me at Harvard. I don't know. It's just a little line or something like that. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, there's this, you know, showing... Again, where we grew up in... As Jersey, Staten Island. You, I mean, any place, obviously, your world can be a small place. And there's people that don't leave. But just, like, the way the parents are reacting. Oh, Paris. You, you, you want to go to France? You want to go to London? We're going to Epcot F and Center. Like, that's, you know... And I do know people... That, like, they're like, why would I travel if I get to go there? I've heard someone say that out loud. There are Disney people. And yes. I like, I think you and I would have a blast in Disney. I'm not saying that. I but... want to get drunk with my friends in Disney and, like, go on rides. <laughs> but at the like... expense of actually going to the country. No. And I love Epcot. Yeah. 
This is not yeah. a diss of Epcot. No, it's still. cool, but that but you should still you should go to the actual countries. Epcot should be a um like a gateway to be like, oh, this is cool. Let oh, this is cool. <laughs> I should go to the actual place now. I feel like it should burning. be a conduit. You I feel know? like we're burning a lot of bridges. <laughs> but anyway, my point being that like his world is a small place, and it seems like Danny wants to experience more. Like he already has these certain opinions, but he's not like someone like we don't see him otherwise like being fascinated by the world or like you know it would have been made more sense if he did like if he did like a. Um, it's not called like study abroad in high school. What do you when you know in high school when you go like to a foreign country for like a week? Whatever, I don't know what it's called. Whatever it's called. <laughs> but like something like that. But like point being, he's going away. He's going to Harvard, and then you have Crystal saying that like, oh, she wants to. At least you're getting out of here. There should have been some kind of payoff that like Crystal like. We we don't get it. You know, it doesn't mean that they have to end up together. They could just kiss, but it's just like. She's like, oh, you know what? I decided I'm going to move to California. I don't know. Some shit. Like, I don't even remember the ending to this movie. And I just saw it. He goes back then to the pool. Everyone, like our, it's our four younger leads. And then Rebecca is there. And then also like uh, Scooch is kind of there. And like he gives the keys yes. to Frank. So that's the passing of the torch. We get... Mary Ellen and Anthony leaving together. We recognize, you know, uh, um, um, Frank says to Danny, oh, I'll come visit you up in Boston. And they recognize that, like, while their friendship is going to change, it's not going to end. And then Danny goes home and his parents went to Disney World without him. And he comes back. And that morning, they're leaving to bring him up to Harvard. Yep. And that's that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and then also, uh, Chuck is taken by Vincent Pastor, but then during the credits, we see he goes back to his car. And so I guess they didn't kill him. I don't know what they did, because it's always <laughs> insinuated that... Uh, that they're going to kill him. That they're going to kill him. But then he goes into the car, and there's the wasps in the car, so that's the final gag. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. Again, it's not a terrible movie, and there's moments I really, really laughed, but at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could fix this film. Yeah. Should we get to our questions, or are there any other moments you want to talk about? Um, nah, I think that's pretty much it. Like, I was looking at, like, you know, my thing quotes I wrote down, everything like that. You know, yeah, it's a movie about friendship. We're we're, we're obviously oldest of friends, uh, and I like a line that Frank says. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. kisses, not disses." <laughs> <laughs> so if you're gonna learn anything, thank you, Colin Joe's kisses, not disses. <laughs> All right, who was the movie made for? I have a controversial take, but um, it was made for Colin Joe's. That was what I wrote. Down. <laughs> it was made for him. It yeah. was yeah. Look, clearly his career survived, and his life is really great right now. So yeah. we can't be so sad about it. Yeah. Most likely to succeed. Who won the movie? What character won the movie today? Um, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's got a girl. If he goes in the Navy, whatever. But... Yeah. <laughs> Still in the Navy and probably will be for life. Nice, nice. You were saying the microphone looked like a beer before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wooderson Award. Is there a character who you would have liked to see more of? Um. Hmm. It's it's weird because since uh, you know we're um, 
being critical of like the writing and stuff like that. I'm trying to think, you know, so I'll, I, I want, you said it best early on. I wanted more like Jim Gaffigan and, but like Jim Gaffigan, the Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that answer. Um, I mean, you know, maybe something to Will Forte, maybe um, Fred Armisen. I mean, it's just always hilarious. So I think there could have been a little bit more there. So some of these great, like these comedy veterans, any, any of them I would have gladly had more of long duck dog lord is there a character whose omission would make the film better look there's a lot here so if you could even think of storyline wise is there a storyline you would eliminate not eliminate but condense and make it more like like tie again tie them together better like so that is it that important that she was the babysitter couldn't he just also have a crush on another girl too there's just some i'm just trying to think of like how then you have if she's the babysitter and she's older okay she's frequenting the the you know then there could should have been a more i thought that the guy the biker guy or whatever was gonna play a little be a bit bigger more. character yeah yeah we don't see him. so like and then and danny would do the right thing and that would help him score some points or something like that i don't know but point being there just need a bit more so not necessarily take away plots but just condense Con- them condense or something right maybe no. make them have a unified goal there needs to be much more of a unified goal. All right, Cameron Fry. Where the only two people in here that we know are high schoolers are the two kids, Danny and Frank. Yeah. Did they seem like they were high schoolers? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I think they were pretty the good part. there. Yeah. yeah, I think they were pretty good in that. All right, so thirty-one percent of Rotten Tomatoes, but only thirteen critics reviewed this film. Thirty-seven percent by the audience, two hundred fifty, which is not high. Letterboxed, which. Pretty good grade, all things considered. Not a great grade, but 2.5 on Letterboxd, which is... Out of 5. Out of 5, which is better than 37%, right? Yeah. So, Kyle, I'm handing you the red pen, the manila, the manila card here, the report card that's going to slip into that that good old uh, envelope. You know the envelope I'm talking about. What grade from an A to F scale will you grade, Stanline and Summer? C minus. C minus. I actually give it a C minus as well. I think we're both being a little generous, but maybe not. I don't know. Because again, if I laugh... generous, but at the same time, like, there's so many people, like, loving it, and there were, like, silly lines, and so it's just, like, I have a soft spot for it, because I'm just, like, I'm just, like, ah, like, there was potential here. So, like... C minus is a good grade for that, because I always call the C grade, like, the teacher saying, like, there's some good ideas in here. Yeah, you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ideas in here, but like you need to go back yeah, to the drawing board. You need to misbehave in class. Yeah, so C minuses all around. Sorry, Colin, we like you. But again, you have good enough life. Like Michael Shea better. <laughs> I like them both. I love if you guys want to just laugh. Yeah, why is it why wasn't Michael in this movie? Yeah, put Michael in the movie. The fuck. If you guys want to laugh, watch Michael Che like videos of him trolling uh, Colin Jost on SNL. Yeah. See if you're like Racial stuff. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing beach towels. No one calls it a swim towel, right? You just call it a beach towel. Yeah, it's still like yeah, like a, a towel. A towel, right? right? Like no, I never heard yeah, someone say, say like pool towel. Yeah, pool towel. <laughs> water, water towel. <laughs> I always say this, Kyle. Like when I go to your parents' house, and obviously more when you were still living there. Sure. In that pool, you were you your family was the king of the pool noodle. You had a lot of pool noodles. Yeah. Yeah. I know you don't have any tattoos, but one day I want you to get a pool noodle tattoo. It's the worst thing to ever like. It's just like a stripe, but like a weird. When they invented the pool noodle, that great innovation, and, and your family was at Kmart, you were like, "Fuck, we got to get as many of these as possible." At verbatim. 
Regardless, beach towel instead of sleeping bags, we're going to beach towels this summer. What does your Staten Island summer beach towel look like? I kind of want a Choco Taco. Ooh, nice. You know an actual towel that I've seen? It's like that. I think it's a ta- I know this is definitely in the bathing suit, but I'm pretty sure they make it in a towel too. The it's, slushy? It's the board on the ice cream truck with oh, all them. Nice. That's a great towel. Yeah. So. You know what? I'm forcing you to upgrade to that. Okay. With all of the chocolate tacos on there. Yeah, Chip Witch. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what the rocket one? I used to have the turtle. Like it was like a Ninja Turtle because the oh yeah yeah the turtle yeah eyes. now it's like SpongeBob and Spider Man. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Spider Man's like classic. Oh, it's but, been yeah. But I think the turtle changed to Spider Man one way or another. The turtle changed SpongeBob. Oh, sorry, yes, the turtle changed to SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite ice cream off the truck? I really do love chocolate tacos. Let me see. I always, you know what I really like? I'd have to look at some of the, because Choco Taco is also like, it was invented in our youth. So like early on, also I love, I mean, it wouldn't be off of a, this was more like out of a deli ice cream case or whatever, or like a rest stop, but I always loved the strawberry shortcake. Yes. So that was on my list. I love the strawberry shortcake. That's not an ice cream truck thing. No, but they have it. Or the yeah. ice cream truck. I would also usually get, don't get it there. I would, well, you know what was a big one? Snow cone. Not ice cream, but snow cone. Snow cone. Snow cone. I don't like the ice cream truck snow cone that much, so it kind of is like... Chippy? Yeah, yeah, yeah chippy, yeah. Hmm. It was good for the beach, though, because it took a while to melt. That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah, you know, strawberry shortcake is usually what I get. Um, now, the I really, eclair one, too. The, like, the chocolate not a big chocolate, chocolate guy, that's yeah, why. Yeah, but I yeah, if chocolate. you are a chocolate guy, I could see that. Um, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> I like a good ice cream tra- sandwich, but it's not... Like, if you're going to go to an ice cream truck, you can get an ice cream sandwich anywhere. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe you get like a king cone. I never really did. That's also still like ice cream case at like a store. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think. I mean, definitely like the Ninja Turtle like one. With Any the, of the with characters the, with the gumball. Are, yeah, they're good because they have different flavors and different like yeah. the colors on the thing. I don't know. There's so many good ones. So many good ones. Yesterday, I just went to like one of those local trucks with just the. Yeah, I mean, the motherfucker knows to pull up right in front of my place, Mister Softy. <laughs> Taunts me. And that was your nickname in college. Yep. <laughs> What does my towel look like for Staten Island summer? What is you're asking me? What? Uh, no, no, I'm asking myself. I'm oh, just okay. putting it out there to remind listeners that there's a question out there. I'm, I have a couple like simple designs. Like I love the idea. Of, like I'm, I love maps, right? Yeah. I think I kind of Wes Anderson style map of Staten Island with like drawn things in different areas of Staten Island. Oh, there's also a movie we didn't talk about. Like it gets like especially more on the pills, but like there was like a couple like crazy cartoon moments. Yeah, that was yeah. A little out of nowhere. When he takes the pills, there's a weird cartoon moment. But there. also early on, wasn't there some kind of like graphic kind of like a, when I say graphic, I mean like an illustration kind of thing like that popped up. I, don't know, I wish I, but yeah, I mean it makes sense because he's on drugs, but it's just like it's crazy because yeah, it's just, like stop motion Lego, yeah, animated. It, it's nuts. It's nuts. But yeah, I think I'll go with that, like the Wes Anderson style map of Staten Island. Okay. All right, Kyle, you and I, we're gonna stumble into that. Blockbuster that's located on Anchor Ave here on San Emilio Island, USA. We know we're renting Staten Island Summer, even though a DVD has never been made of it. Yeah. But it's there because this Blockbuster is amazing. I get to the front counter with you and I see a sign that says, rent two movies, get one free. I say, Kyle, let me keep our place in line. Run back. Get two other movies that we're going to watch with Staten Island Summer. And I'm like, only if I can get the box of Raisinets and snow caps. As well. And I say, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> What two other movies are you bringing to the front? What are what's going to be in our Staten Island summer trifecta for a right. slumber party? Mentioned one of them already, Caddyshack. 
one of the greatest pool scenes. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest pool scenes ever. Baby Ruth. Fantastic. Um, and then the other one is, and I uh, just popped up in my head right now, a little shout out to Colin Jost. Your uh, wife is in this film, ScarJo. Don Johns starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's a movie. So suppose I think that takes place in Jersey, maybe specifically Bayonne. Bayonne might as well be Staten Island if you're from here. Yeah. That is much more of like when I hear Staten Island summer, I'm expecting what characters and kind of story stuff <laughs> you get in Don John. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing a really good job of like, you know, like Guido-esque. You get um, Tony Danza is amazing in it as Joseph Gordon-Levitt's father it's got a whole plot of like you know he sees Garjo at the gym and he's really attracted and she just like believes in like rom-coms and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like addicted to like watching porn and just like that weird sexualization and then he ends up meeting Julianne Moore and like they have a like I mean she's obviously not it's not that crazy of an age difference necessarily i was gonna say it kind of has like a harold and Maude thing going on point being she is like clearly older for him but like the she kind of like teaches him what like intimacy is <laughs> so it was also a little little weird like when i watched i'm like oh this took a like a left turn you know like so a little bit similar to this film in the sense of um tonal identity or whatever but it works better than that film and i think also joseph joseph and levitt directed it so it's yeah. kind of also like a Colin Jost how he wrote this and it's about his childhood so I think it's just like a fun comparison and again ultimately like just the uh, the cliches the stereotypes that are in that film like when I hear Staten Island Summer and sure they make it a point in the beginning like this is Staten Island but this is also Staten Island you get this and you get that and it's diverse and blah 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 but like you put it in the name you're expecting certain things for sure for sure I get that. And that's why I'm going to have picks this time. And I got to do it. I got to do the stereotypical Staten Island selections here. So if I if the tables are turned, you send me to the back, Kyle. I'm definitely getting the king of Staten Island because yeah. I feel like oh, you have to. Yeah. Even though big time adolescence, I enjoyed more. Yes. And then I'm going to get the Impractical Jokers movie. <laughs> I was contemplating. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of Pete Davidson, him and Colin Jost are starring in a wedding film together. I think it's coming out sometime this year mm. or early next year called Worst Man. Like, best man. Yeah. Or, you know what? I Sold. I laugh thinking Sold. about that. Sold. Sold, right? <laughs> B. Davidson also in Smart Water commercials now. Good yeah, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> but is he, was in, he was in the Suicide Squad. Lauren Michaels is producing. So we'll, we'll okay. see. It's a Broadway, yeah. But I'd be shocked. I don't know anything else about this movie. I'd be shocked. We love wedding movies, number one. One. But I'd be shocked if Pete Davidson was the groom and Colin Jost was the worst man. The yeah. best man. Come on. We know what this movie is. It's going to be dumb. It's going to be funny. I love it. I can't wait for it. I don't even know anything about it. Let's I grew it. up on that side of Staten yeah. Island. <laughs> I love when, when uh, Pete Davidson's on Weekend Update and ripping Colin Jost as well. I mean, maybe I just like Colin Jost getting ripped. I don't know. But like, he, I mean, he, he looks so waspy. But Pete Davidson can't really talk. Pete Davidson dates beautiful women as well. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he clearly did grow up in a different area of Staten Island, <laughs> or at least, or at least, clichély embraced it. Yes, <laughs> yes, put it that way. Well, Kyle, thank you for coming to the pool this time. Coming to poolside. Yeah, you're welcome.
when I don't go to resorts often, but whenever I do, I enjoy the beach experience equal to the pool experience. Yeah, I know you're not a big beach guy. No, I mean, I like beach culture. Obviously, we have this house here on San Emilio Island. Yeah, beach culture, but you're not like a... I can't spend like six hours on the beach. And that's what I said before, the commitment. Yeah, six hours at the beach is a lot. You want to know that there's like a brewery nearby. Or Or, a a cool tiki bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cool beach bar. Like, I'll spend like hours there. I'm not saying just like necessarily getting drunk or whatever. Just like hanging out. Hanging out. I love the water. Yeah. Hanging out by the water. love a good harbor town. Yes, northeastern harbors. That's my chef's kiss. But... Yeah, I'm not like I don't get jacked up to go yeah. eight hours on a beach. Yeah, you know, it's just sand, it's just water. But you make me a mai tai, I'm there. <laughs> well, thank you, Kyle, for hanging out here with me and sacrificing some of your getting drunk and hidden on women time. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Um, anything you want to plug? Foodie film still on hiatus, I assume. Yeah, still hiatus, but obviously people are enjoying our summer break drink videos. Yeah. yeah. So all that, uh, Beyond the Plate Food Tours. I've been on this podcast enough, so just if you listen to the episodes and you know. So I guess uh, don't maybe, I mean, I I want you guys to keep listening to High School Slumber Party, but just uh, check out all the other wonderful shows that I'm not guesting on for your own brevity. Yeah, and uh, I think you'll be on one or two more times this summer. We have some other non-beach films, but... You know, we have some things that we have to cover here and, uh, you know, having a good time. And it clearly sounds like it. Look, if you're listening at this point for Staten Island Summer, you're clearly a good subscriber and a, li- <laughs> a lifer here. So we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Kyle, why don't you go whip up a drink in the kitchen and I'll take the slumberers away. Will do. nothing like foreigner being blasted in your ears i love it it's featured in staten island summer feels like the first time definitely not the first time i've heard that song or that it's been on a soundtrack but whatever (laughs) while kyle's making a drink i figured i'd let you know what our episode on friday is all about what your unofficial homework is and that is to watch (sighs) can't believe we're here can't believe we're doing it but we have to finish the trilogy Kissing Booth 3. Since it's the last summer at the Beach House. We would be more than happy to stay here and help you look after this house. We would take amazing care of this. What do you say? Okay. Yeah! No! Oh! 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 
the beach house! Good morning! It is one o'clock in the afternoon, sunshine. What? It's our beach bucket list! A long time ago, Lee and I put together a list of all the crazy things we wanted to do together before going to college. You get arrested for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we actually could. But when you decide to escape reality, eventually you're gonna have to come back to it. I have to pick a school and make one of my two favorite people very unhappy. We need your decision by tomorrow. But I wasn't ready to say goodbye. It was our last summer together, and I was gonna make it count. I got off the wait list. So is she gonna make a decision just for me? Look, if you trust her, then you've gotta believe what she says and nothing less. Elle? Oh my God. I hope things can be cool for us. Of course it can, yeah. Ah, <sighs> this one was gonna be tricky. What? Son of a... I have this thing with Lee. Don't tell me it's a bucket list thing. I'm sorry. You doing okay? Between spending time with Noah, to school. So what time do you want to leave for Berkeley next week? I'm doing the bucket list with we. Yeah! I just feel like I'm running around like a crazy person. Maybe your choices have more to do with what other people want. Maybe it's time that you think about what you want. <sighs> You're not meant to be with that guy. We're not doing this. Noah! I've had so much pressure on me. I can't figure out who I am. I think you are brilliant woman. People pass through our lives. Some of them fade into memories, but a few become part of who you are. And trust me, I'm happy to put this thing to bed once and for all. <laughs> and no, Kyle won't be joining us on the Kissing Booth 3 episode. It'll be the person who is with us on all our Kissing Booth episodes. I definitely owe it to her because she's been on this long and arduous journey with me. And that is Shawnee Mead. She'll be here this Friday. Check it out on Netflix. Honestly, I've heard it's the best of the trilogy. That's not saying much, but I'm actually looking forward to it. So looking forward to talking to Shawnee, of course, as well check that out guys enjoy your summer hate to say it but it's winding down by the way it's winter for shawnee in australia but those of you celebrating the summer celebrate it safely celebrate it wisely and enjoy the rest of it because life moves pretty fast and if you don't stop to look around once in a while you could miss it let's see what can i play you out with how about a little lcd sound system home also featured on the good old Staten Island summer soundtrack. Later, dudes.
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.